Hi, I'm Vicky, and welcome to Ventures in the Capital, a podcast about a young female professional venturing through the capital, London Financial Services, sharing career and life experiences through first-hand introspection. Congratulations! You have made it to episode two, and in this episode, I will be talking about how I got into investment banking. Now, there's the short version of the story, and then there's the more long-winded version of the story. But in short, I did a spring week in my first year of university, and then I converted that to a summer internship the following year, which was also my penultimate year of studies. And after that, I converted it to a full-time return offer. So after I finished my three-year course, I started as an analyst at this UK investment bank. And the long version of the story is essentially that I was 18 when I first decided I wanted to become an investment banker. But at the time, I really didn't know what that meant or what it would entail. I, I essentially went to one of our childhood friends' weddings in the summer before university, and I had met up with an, another childhood friend of mine. And she had just graduated from Bath and got onto the sales and trading graduate program at a UK investment bank. And she was telling me about the process, how she got in, and then also her life so far, the work that she was doing, as well as the networking, the social events, and then of course the compensation. And I should have taken what she said with a pinch of salt. She was in sales after all. So she was amazing at talking, communicating, and just selling anything. But she was very passionate and she loved her job. She also mentioned the monetary benefits, of course. And I think at the time I was just quite captivated. I had explored some other routes to go down. So for example, my mom wanted me to become a lawyer and my dad wanted me to become a doctor. No one in our immediate family worked in finance or was an investment banker. I didn't even know any friends whose parents were in banking. So all I knew about investment banking and bankers was through the general media. The perception isn't great, but it is a lucrative role. And I think that in terms of personalities, bankers do come across as quite ambitious and you aspire to become someone like that. So I think all in all, I thought that this may be the path for me. It triggers something deep inside me. And I don't know why. But yeah, following on from that, she mentioned that a lot of the people she was competing with actually came from STEM backgrounds. So they studied engineering, maths, physics at university and investment banks particularly liked people who are very strong with quantitative knowledge and skills and logical reasoning, problem solving, all of that. So then that triggered me to think that maybe I should be studying a STEM subject at university. And that is literally the reason I chose to study maths in the end at university. I changed my UCAS application a couple of weeks before the early deadline. Uh, the early deadline is for if you wanted to apply to Oxford or Cambridge in the UK. And Yeah, so before I was originally signed up to do economics, I had written my personal statement. I spent the entire summer holiday writing it. But then by the end, I just decided to switch to maths (laughs) like that. I wasn't even sure of any extra entrance exams that you had to take, which you did have to, um, by the way, if you're thinking of doing maths at university as well. But following on from that, I got onto um, a couple of maths. I had offers from a couple of universities. My first choice rejected me, so that was Oxford. I was very upset, but life goes on. And ultimately, I ended up at my second choice university, which was Imperial College in London. I think looking back, going to Imperial was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. 
I think going to a university in London definitely has many advantages over going to a university elsewhere. And that's because a lot of the opportunities are in London. London is a financial center of the world. The top tech companies, the consultancy firms, investment banks, and essentially the largest companies out there are all going to be trying to attract talent from the capital. They're going to be doing a lot of on-campus recruiting. They're going to want to try and get in there early, go to all of the university career fairs. And then from that, you're going to be getting a lot of opportunities to do networking, to speak to people who are already working in the industry, to learn more about their jobs and their roles, as well as to visit these companies, go for insight days or insight weeks. And it's very easy access because you're all within the capital city. Whereas if you went to university in Oxford or Cambridge, or if you went to a university up north like Durham, it's going to be very hard to go to these events, even if you wanted to find out more about these companies and the roles which are available to you. So within the first term of Fresher's year, there's already a lot of investment banks trying to do on-campus recruiting. And there are Spring Weeks, which is an insight week type of program that they offer to first year university students or students in their second year of a four year course where you get to spend a couple of days with the bank to understand the business and to learn about the broader product areas and teams within investment banking. So this includes both the mergers and acquisitions, but then also the financing, capital markets, sales and trading, and also other areas like security services or private banking, equity research. So it covers the entire spectrum of what's on offer if you wanted to go and work at an investment bank. I just want to put this out there that I was a very disorganized fresher. I think I was finding it difficult to adjust to the university life. I had never been away from home. I had never lived by myself or with a roommate. And it was also my first taste of freedom. I think growing up in an Asian household, your parents can be quite overprotective and you are limited in what you can do outside of school when you're still living with them. So when I went to university, I kind of went off the rails a little bit. but that meant I wasn't really focused on getting a spring week program or, or getting an internship, as I say. It was coming up to December of Freshers' Year, and I still hadn't applied. I didn't even know what these insight programs were. But then I remember specifically talking to my friend. So it was his birthday, and I was just catching up with him. And I asked him why he wasn't going out that day. And he said, oh, I have a couple of interviews coming up next week. And then I asked him, oh, what interviews? What are you doing? And he mentioned, oh, they're for these Spring Insight programs for a couple of investment banks. I want to go into investment banking, etc." So then he started telling me about these programs. And that's when I found out about them. And after that, I was like, damn, some people are so on it. I need to get on it. So then I started looking up these applications. And little do I know that by December time of that year, it's already very far into the application process. A lot of these banks, they open up for applications around August, September time. So by that time, actually, a lot of the roles were already filled. I was feeling a little bit demotivated and disheartened, but a couple of banks still had places. So I applied and I remember my first interview. So this was with a French bank. And it just went terribly. I had no experience. I didn't even Google beforehand um, typical interview questions to be asked for Spring Insight programs. I, I just had no idea what I was doing. 
So then after the first interview, which went terribly, of course, I didn't get an offer. But then I changed my tactic going into the next interviews. You learn from your mistakes. So yeah, it was actually really good that I managed to get some practice because before my second interview, I realized I needed to improve my interview technique. So I Googled all of the standard questions that are likely to come up. And as you realize, um, for an Insight Week, you'll typically be interviewed by someone from HR. So the questions are going to be very standard. They're going to include things like, why are you applying? Why do you want to go into investment banking? Where do you see yourself in five years time? Can you tell me about a piece of financial news that's interested you lately? What has been a time that you've displayed leadership experience? So all these types of questions, which are quite easy to prepare for. Um, so I went into my second interview more prepared and knowing kind of what to expect and it went well. So I managed to get an offer for an Insight Week. It was the only offer I got and I didn't even have any other interviews after that. So I just took it when I could. It was very late in the application process anyway. So yeah, then I went on the Spring Insight Week, which was during the Easter break of the following year. Spring Insight Weeks are excellent because not only do you get an opportunity to be fast-tracked for a final round summer internship offer, but you also get to explore the different divisions of an investment bank. So these include the core investment banking products like M&A, structured finance, capital markets, and also get to see other parts of the investment bank like sales and trading, equity research, private banking, and other divisions. So it was a good opportunity over the course of four to five days to really learn about each division. I also got the opportunity to work shadow someone for half a day and I chose to go with sales and trading because at the time I thought that maybe I would want to become a trader with my maths background. But half a day was all it took for me to realize that this is definitely not for me. I just think the overall environment on the trading floor is is not very conducive and I couldn't see myself really enjoying that and flourishing in it. So that was the end of that. Um, when they asked us for our preference of which division to put our name forward for, I chose capital markets. Uh, I think it was called, actually, I think the division was called capital financing at the time because it included debt capital markets, equity capital markets, leverage and acquisition finance, as well as project finance. So following on from that, I got a fast track to the assessment center, which is the final round of a summer internship application process. It was later on the same year, around November time, and the assessment center took up around half a day. You were with a couple of other people who are in the same time slot and you spent an afternoon essentially doing interviews. So these included both business interviews as well as personal interviews. And then also doing two case studies. One was a paper case study, like a written, informal written exam with questions. And then another one was a spoken case study. You were put into the group with the other people in the assessment center, and then you had to solve a problem on the spot and you were observed by a panel of people. So then after that, I think the assessment center went well. I got an offer and it was for the capital financing division. At the time, they also wanted us to pick a subdivision within that, so a specific team that we wanted to complete our summer internship in. But I I was still a noob. I didn't really know what the teams were, the different divisions and what the how the work differed. So I think it was really kind of the bank at the time to organize a dinner with some of the existing analysts. So the people who had already one to two years work experience with the company 
and who had also done a summer internship to come and talk to us about their work and to try and influence us essentially to go to their team. The best part of this dinner was that it was at Aqua Nueva. It's a rooftop bar in Oxford Circus. It's right opposite the Toy Room Club, which is all right, by the way, if you're wondering, there's too many tables inside, but you can have a nice night out if you want to go. Um, yeah, go on a Thursday. I think those are the best nights. But yeah, so we went to Aqua Nueva. It's a Spanish tapas a rooftop terrace bar and restaurant quite bougie. It was really nice. I got to meet some of the other people who had summer internship offers as well. So it was a good opportunity to network and to speak to HR as well because they were there. And we had some nice Padron peppers, I remember, because they were delicious. And after that, I, I had a better idea of the different teams. So I spoke to someone who had been in leverage and acquisition finance and also two people who were in debt capital markets. I think the bank tried to push debt capital markets. I got some feedback and they said that they thought that I would be suitable for this division. And at the time, because I didn't know any better, I just thought, yeah, may as well. I'm open to trying new things. I wanted to learn more about banking and the product areas. So I just went with it. I selected debt capital markets and then, yeah, waited for the for more information about how the summer internship was to be run. But Around June of that year, so this was in 2016, and this was the year of the Brexit vote. And to everyone's surprise, of course, we voted for Brexit. And as a result of that, a lot of investment banks immediately went through some restructurings. And part of the restructurings of my particular bank was that capital financing division was to be merged with the previously um, the previously named corporate finance division. So this was the M&A group and they would be merged together to form some broader corporate finance group structure or global banking and which meant that we were to be pooled with other people who were doing M&A as well so now this included essentially every product under investment banking so that's M&A and then also capital financing this would become important later on down the line for me, but at the time it didn't really make a difference. I was still signed up for debt capital markets. And on the first or second day, I found out that my particular desk was to be with the structured debt capital markets team. I think this made sense. I studied maths and a lot of people in this team or product area definitely had more of a quantitative background versus some of the other desks, which were more focused on origination and sales. So as an intern, you'll be doing a lot of the administrative, miscellaneous and ad hoc type tasks, and you'll be working very long hours. A portion of it is probably FaceTime, and also because the other interns are going to be around, they're going to be working hard and staying late because everyone wants to give off a good impression. And as a result, um, because of the banking culture and also the peer pressure, I guess, I worked very long, I worked very hard, I just wanted to get a return offer really wanted to secure a job after I graduated. So I just put my head down, did all of my tasks and more of what was needed and required. I also did quite a bit of networking. And yeah, in the end, I think that getting a positive impression from your team and your desk is very important. 
So as part of the summer internship, you also had to do a summer project at the end, which is a 10 minute presentation followed by a 10 minute Q&A of a specific product area. And typically it would just be the desk that you've been interning in. And you talk about the opportunity for the investment bank within this business division. So mine was slightly more complex. It was about a structured product. So yeah, if you're wondering, it was on the portfolio financing opportunity for a UK non-conforming residential mortgage-backed security portfolio. And it, I think it came at a good time because it was following the financial crisis. Um, Northern Rock was nationalised and then the government then had this portfolio of non-conforming loans that they just had on their books. And 2016 was the year that they came to the market. They decided to turn this out. And first of all, I had no idea that this was even happening in the market. And secondly, I was so surprised when I realized that the portfolio as a whole was yielding six to 7%. So that's actually very high um, for, for the credit space. And yeah, so it came at a good time. It was an interesting opportunity for investment bank. And my bank was also quite strong in the debt space. So it was definitely interesting for me to do that. And I learned a lot from the process. You think the project went well, and then if you get good feedback from the people on your team, then you can get a return offer. From the broader division that I was in, there were six interns, and five of us got a return offer. So it was overall a successful year. I think the way to impress at the desk is to be genuinely curious and interested in what you're doing. People are going to understand that if you're still at university, you've likely had limited experience so far. So they just want to know that you'll be someone who can take initiative, who is proactive, who is interested and willing to learn and can pick things up quickly. That's all they want to know, just that you have potential. So it's just important that you showcase this wherever you can during um, completing the miscellaneous day jobs. And this with a good feedback from HR, so from the summer project and also going to networking events and HR talks that they've organised, just everything overall. And as long as you don't do anything too standout-ish, so for example, getting too drunk at a party or networking event, then you'll be good. You can secure a return offer. And the return offer will be for a full-time position as an analyst. Actually, I probably undersold the summer project part of all of this. That is very important because through the 10-minute Q&A, the panel is going to know whether you can answer the technical questions or not. And this is very important, especially if you want to go into M&A or a slightly more complex product division. They need to know that you know your stuff. So it's very important that you do a project well. You do the project yourself and not get someone else to do it for you. You research, understand exactly what's going on about the opportunity and that you can answer technical questions well. I think that's the secret, really, but it's not really secret. And yeah, so I got a return offer to come back in 2017 as a analyst. And this was for my desk, so the Structured Debt Capital Markets team. After the restructuring, the team merged with asset back financing to create a new group called the Structured Finance Group. So actually, my return offer was for that. This team included both the public side debt capital markets, so the issuance of asset-backed securities, and then also the private side, which is the asset-backed financing. I was very excited. I, I screamed on the phone when HR called me and said I got a return offer, but I took some time to think about it because I was debating whether to do a master's instead before going into full-time work. 
essentially, uh, eventually I decided against that and I just went for the plunge. I um, started as a grad in, in the summer of 2017. We had about two to three months of training where all of the global graduates came together. And for investment banking, we went to the Cotswolds, which is in the middle of nowhere in the UK near Oxford. We had classes nine to five, had some um, training sessions and some weekly tests. And after that, we started full time on our desk. Looking back, I'm definitely very glad that I decided to start work and not to do a master's because there's a lot of skills and lessons that I've learned through my day job that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to learn if I was just reading textbooks and studying theories. So I definitely advise to get some real life work experience, whether it's through internships or to start work early. Of course, this might not be for everyone. Start work when you feel ready. And for me, after three years of higher education, I was more than ready to enter the workplace. I was very excited for being an independent woman and to start my finance career. What I really loved about my bank was that as an analyst, it's a two-year program and you get to do rotations. So whilst I was hired into the structure finance group, I knew I would spend at least six months on the team, but then I'll have an opportunity to explore at least two other teams within investment banking. And this is why earlier I said that the restructuring after the Brexit vote and the merging of capital finance with investment banking was really good for me because it meant that I could then do rotations within other areas of investment banking like M&A. And that's what I did. So I spent the first six months in structural finance. Then I did a second rotation in metals and mining M&A. After that, I spent my third rotation on the FIG DCM team. And then after my third rotation, I came back to my original team and my home team. So this is if I hadn't done this, then I wouldn't have realized that I preferred M&A to capital financing. At the time, before my rotation in metals and mining, all I knew was structured finance. So, of course, I thought that the team was great, the work was interesting, but there was always um, some doubt in my mind as to whether this was really the career path that I wanted to pursue. So I leapt on the opportunity of being able to rotate in M&A to experience what the core investment banking product group actually is. I will definitely go into more detail about my rotation program and my experience of each of the different product groups. But I came back to Structure Finance Group at the beginning of 2019. And after, I think, about two to three months, within three months for sure, I realized that I may have made a career move mistake. I enjoyed M&A much more. I found it more interesting, more fulfilling. And it was a dynamic environment that I preferred over structured finance as well, and the fact that I got on with the people better. I just thought that I would rather build my career in M&A instead. But metals and mining was not the sector for me and I knew that. So then I started thinking about which sector do I really want to be in. After some research, networking and speaking to different people, I realized that I wanted to be in a sector which is resilient to greater market volatility and also is a sector which is slightly more complex, especially on the modeling side. So then I turned to infrastructure or the broader real assets group. Within that, there's quite a lot of subsectors. So you have the core infrastructure, you also have transport and logistics, you have power and renewables, and you also have real estate. So I just thought to myself, okay, well, what about career longevity for me then? Which sector is going to be booming over the next 10 to 20 years over the course of my future career? And renewables is all that everyone seems to be talking about with governments putting in legislations and targets and companies going for the energy transition net zero by 2050. 
I just knew that I would want to be in the renewable sector right now because it is up and coming, it's booming, it's all that everyone wants to talk about and it's the way that our society and the economy is going. So then I started to pitch myself internally to move to the power utilities and renewables team. I waited for one to two months and an opportunity came up. I was very lucky in terms of timing. And then I managed to make the lateral move. So by summer of 2019, I had moved across to the power utilities and renewables M&A team. I stayed in the team for about a year and a couple of months ago, I left banking and I've moved over to the buy side where I now work for the energy fund. The energy fund is focused on the energy transition. So that very much ties in with what I want to do. And it's also within a different kind of environment. So we're looking at it more from an investor's perspective. So what's the conclusion to all of this? I guess from my own experience, it's that even if you start off in a team and you don't enjoy it, there's a lot of opportunities in finance. So you don't have to stick with what you tried out at the beginning. For me, it was structured finance. That was the first product area that got me into investment banking. And I thought that that was the division or the sector that I had to stick with. But it's not the case. If you work for an investment bank, it's a large corporation that has many different teams. So there's optionality and flexibility. Of course, I want to caveat that because it depends on the bank as well. I think in my case, my bank was very encouraging of people to find a team that they actually liked and they wanted to build a career in. I think for some other banks, they might not be as lenient. They might just want you to get your head down to do the work. And if you don't want to do it, fine, just leave. They can always hire someone else. But you need to choose an organization that you believe in and that will believe in you. They will give you the opportunities that you require. Um, Another thing to summarize, I guess, from all of this is that if you want to break into investment banking, the easiest route is to get these fast tracks. So to do a spring week, which is relatively less competitive to get onto, convert that into a summer internship and then convert the summer internship into a full time offer. That is by far the easiest way to get in. If you want to get in from a different industry, then you still have to apply for an analyst program. And by that time, because everyone is going for the full time offer, it's very competitive and difficult to get onto. So what I've seen a lot of people do, whether they've worked in another industry for a couple of years or they've graduated with a master's in finance, um, they apply for an off cycle internship. And then they convert the off-cycle internship into the full-time offer. It's also good from your perspective to get some experience with the company and the team first, to get to know everyone and the work, just to be sure that that's actually what you want to do before signing a contract for two years and then perhaps not being happy when you start out. Another thing which is important to take away from all of this is that there are so many different teams and divisions within investment banking. It's not what you might think it is. So everyone often they hear investment banking and they think M&A. And most of the time, I think they think of something like um, like a corporate sector group, consumer retail or technology or maybe healthcare. But there's also real assets, so infrastructure. And within that, there's so many different teams like transport and energy, as I've mentioned previously. So you just need to explore. If you end up in a sector team or a group that you don't really enjoy, there are other teams that you can go into. And it's not so much set in stone. There's no one way of progressing your career. A lot of the times it's about trying different things and to figure out what is the best one for you. I mean, look at me. So within two to three years, I had rotated across four different teams and they're four very different product areas within investment banking as well. But I eventually ended up in a team that I was very happy with and a sector that I actually 
genuinely would like to build a career from. So I do think it's important to explore early if you're not sure about what it is that you actually want to do. So there we have it. That's how I got into investment banking. And although it may sound like I've been planning this since the age of 18, I wouldn't say that I have. I think I had a rough target in mind of what I wanted to do, but no clear set way of how I was going to get there. I think very early on in your career, in your life, you're going to be presented with a lot of different opportunities. So you learn quickly on how to make decisions and also to take these opportunities with both hands. When you're presented with different paths to go down, just make a decision and stick with it for a while and then figure out where you want to go after that. Don't linger too much in regret or doubt or thinking about all the other possibilities. Just look forward because that way you can always plan where you want to go afterwards and also make the most of the current situation. At least from my side, I really didn't think that I would end up doing renewables or even M&A for that matter. I think before going into banking, I actually didn't want to do M&A or IBD specifically because of all the horror stories that I had heard. I wanted to be in a team which had a better work-life balance. But then when I got to the desk and I got some work experience, I realized that it was the content of the work that genuinely made me feel fulfilled. And that was very important to me. So that's why in the end, I thought that the fulfillment, the things that I would be learning in M&A outweighed the disadvantages of being in M&A. So that's how I eventually made the decision. You also only know what you know. So unless you explore and expand your horizons, you never know what else is out there for you. There may be something which will bring you even more fulfillment and make you genuinely happy. So I think it's important early on also to explore and speak to lots of different people because that's when you don't have as many responsibilities and you can change paths early in your career if you wanted to in the hope that you'd be able to spend the next 10 to 15 years doing something that you absolutely love. And with that, thank you very much for listening. And if you have any topics or questions you want to hear being discussed, feel free to message me at Ventures in the Capital on Instagram. Currently, the page is completely empty. I still need to build it out, but feel free to leave me a message anyway. And I hope to see you on the next episode.